I claim on earth what's coming from heaven to be here any day. Oh, I can taste his promise that is coming my way. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Growing in God's Word podcast with Dr. Jim and Joy McKinnis. Our purpose is to bring to you encouraging teachings that will help you grow in your understanding of the Word of God. And yes, today that's what we want to do. We want to have you grow in the Word of God. There's so many exciting things we can learn. Today I'm going to talk about my all for Him. Not A-L-L, but A-W-L. How can I have an A-W-L, Joy? (laughs) Well... After God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, then he gave him uh, different uh, uh, words, regulations is what it says, uh, for them. And I'm going to read the first, Joy's going to actually read the first ones that he began talking about, Exodus 21, verse 1, and the New Living. Joy, you read it. Okay, Exodus 21 starts with 1. These are the regulations you must present to Israel. If you buy a Hebrew slave, he may serve for no more than six years. Set him free in the seventh year, and he will owe you nothing for his freedom. If he was single when he became your slave, he shall live single. But if he was married before he became a slave, then his wife must be freed with him. If his master gave him a wife while he was a slave, and they had sons or daughters, then only the man will be free in the seventh year, but his wife and children will still belong to his master. But the slave may declare, I love my master, my wife and my children. I don't want to go free. If he does this, his master must present him before God. Then his master must take him to the door or the doorpost and publicly pierce his ear with an awl. After that, the slave will serve his master for life. And there we got the word awl, A-W-L, like a a pointed screwdriver, like in modern language, you know. Imagine a screwdriver with a point. We use them in woodworking. We use them in leatherworking when I was in high school. But uh, we're going to talk about that. You know, slavery, we're, we're shocked that he uses the word slavery. And slavery, we're not talking about like uh, the visions we get of African slaves that came. That was abominable, the way they were treated. I mean, remember, Joy, we were in Dominica and these small little yes. huts. They made them sleep in six at a time, I believe they said. Honestly, I think it fit two. Mm-hmm. And I've been at Liverpool down by the, the docks where they showed things from that period. It was terrible. And uh, the Israelites themselves had been slaves, forced to make bricks. But the slavery was very different under Jewish law. And actually, uh, no um, Jew could always be a slave. There was, like you see, there was a time limit. And actually, the provision that was given, what's called slavery in this verse, is actually a provision that would help the needy. How could it help the needy? It was more like an indentured servant. Remember when a lot of Europeans came to America in the early time. Um, my great-great-grandparents came on the Mayflower, but those that came after did not have money and often would sell themselves as uh, indentured servants for a year, two years, three years to pay off the trip. 
Well, in Israel at this time, it was an agriculture society, and if you had a year or two where there was no crops, you couldn't pay your debt, it could destroy your life because there was no social security, the family might starve, there was no food places, you could go food banks. Um, but the law made provision that you could sell yourself into slavery in order to pay out the debts and get a new start. Uh, if I take the InterVarsity uh, commentary on this, it says, the Israelite law takes the situation into account by providing a fair period of labor service to the creditor as, a well, as well as a time limit on servitude for the debt slave. And there, Joy, we get the word mm -hmm. a debt, debt slave. slave. This was not like the slave. We thought they were debt slaves, indentured servant. And the law guaranteed a new start, and it also guaranteed the slavery be limited. They mm -hmm. could serve for six years, but on the seventh, they had to be released. Mm -hmm. And not only released, if you read Deuteronomy 15, verse 13, it says, When you release a male servant, do not send them away empty-handed. Give them a generous farewell gift from your flock, your threshing floor, your wine press. Share with him some of the bounty with which the Lord your God has blessed you. So it was not only that they could pay off their debt, they also were blessed to make a new start. Wow. So the seventh year they were free, and this mm -hmm. year Jubilee came every 50th year before that. And then came this uh, unique way here that you would put your ear to the wall. Uh, it actually says if you decide that you wanted to stay, you take an awl and it would take and you would be pierced. And the ear piercing would be a sign that I'm a love servant. But why a why do you think it was a piercing? Why not something else? Why was it a piercing? I think uh, that piercing is a symbol of the servant's obligation to always be in tune to the voice of his master, you know, to be constantly attached in a way to the master's house. And it was a permanent thing. Yes. And like you know, a whole in your is permanent. And there's some deep meanings here, even, even prophetical. <clears throat> we think it's, uh, when is, when is a, put it this way, when is a slave no longer a slave? When he's left his master, Correct. when he's no longer there, he's no longer a slave. Yeah, he's a free man. So um, what happens here is that man had a choice to love God. We had sin made us bondage into slavery, and we'll talk about that. But what happens is, is God came and he set us free and we chose to serve him and no longer be a slave. So you can imagine at the seventh year, he walked back arm in arm with his master because he's a love slave. Mm -hmm. He has a relationship. And I can imagine God looking up from heaven and saying, that's my desire. That's what I'm <laughs> after. A people who take freedom I offer, but then use it to walk with me and serve me. Wow. And also an interesting is why six years. I mean, there's many different reasons. Usually indentured service for three years at that time in history outside of Israel. But I like to think of this that I've heard a long time ago, where in Peter, in Peter 3.8, it says, A day is like a thousand years to the Lord and a thousand years a day. 
And we know from Adam to Christ was 4,000 years, and in Jesus to now is 2,000. And if we go by that, God created the world six days, and the seventh he rested, which I would call like the millennium. And what I like to say is I believe that we're entering the end of that six-day, mm-hmm. 6,000 year, and God's going to start a thousand-year reign soon. I believe we're living in the last days. I Absolutely. know there's other meanings, yes. but I like to read that in there. Mm-hmm. But note that, note that when that time does come, the end of the age, both man and nature will be set free. The Bible says that nature is in bondage because of the fall of man. And it is a sla- in slavery, bondage. And when Jesus comes back, both man and nature will be free. Wow. What a day. Mm, what a day that will be. But this also spoke of Jesus, curiously. Because when we read Psalms 40, verse 6, if I read the NCV and also the NIV 184, it says it like many commentators say it should say. It says, you do not want sacrifices and offerings, but you've made a hole in my ear. That's why many translations Mm -hmm. try to interpret that so people understand what it meant, made a hole in my ear. But you've made a hole in my ear to show that my body and life are yours. The New King James says, my ears, plural, you have opened. Now, this is a prophecy, not only for us, but it's basically also a prophecy for the serving king. This whole psalm has lots of words about the Messiah coming, and Jesus put his ear to the wall. What, who did he do it for? He was never in bondage like, like we've been, but it was a sign of submission. It was a sign that he submitted to God to do his will. And we see this confirmed in Hebrews 10, verse 5 and 7. And it says, Wherefore he cometh into the world, he saith, A body hast thou prepared for me. Lo, I come to do your will, O God. Mm. You see, he, he had a free will, but he submitted it to the Father. Yes. And he became a servant by choice. It even acted that way to man. Even though he's a king of kings and a lord of lords, he came to, to seek and to serve. And what a God. What and that? normally in... in uh, the time of Jesus, it was a slave or a servant that washed the feet of the guests that came. What did Jesus do? He modeled that to us. He washed the feet of the disciples. You oh. know, that's a servant's heart. What a Lord. And then this applies to us. He set us free because you see, we were in slavery. We were in bondage to sin. And the Bible tells us this. You know that if we were slaves to sin. Romans six sixteen. Once we're slaves to sin, but we're now we serve righteousness. Uh, Benjamin Franklin, uh, those that listen to the Philippines, mm-hmm. other places, may not know he's a founder, early founder in our country, and he said, "Many a man thinks he's buying pleasure when he is really selling himself a slave to it." And that's what happened, that we sold ourselves to the things of the world, we were, and we became bondage to sin. The Bible says we become a slave to sin. But Jesus offered to set us free. Hallelujah. And when he set us free, he said, he offered the whole world this freedom. It's like the whole world was in bondage those six years. And then Jesus came and says, now... Who, anyone who comes unto me, whomsoever will, may come. For God so loved the world, 
He gave his only begotten son. But only those that say, I want to be a love slave, Jesus. I, I want you. Pierce my ear. I want to belong to you. Wow. You know, because we can, we can enslave ourselves to many things, uh, Pastor Jim, right? We can enslave ourselves to money, to uh, drugs, uh, to people even, you know? But, but the, the word of God says, I like that, that he came to set us free. Even jealousy, anger, emotions, yes. even by some Christians, they don't realize that they've been set free from that. But anyway, what happens is Paul takes this idea. In Romans 1.1, 1, 1, Paul, he starts the letter by saying, Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ. Doulos is the word in the Greek used here. And it means a slave. Wait, Paul says, I'm a slave? He, got, he has this in mind from the Old Testament, a love slave. I am a slave. I mean slave, a bondman, one who gives himself up to another's will and whose service is used by Christ in extending and advancing his cause among men. Now, servant in our English New Testament usually is used this word doulos. It also sometimes uses diakonos, which we use for deacon mm -hmm. and a minister. But both words means that we are at, not after our own disposal, we're after his. When we come to Christ, we preached on this on Sunday, didn't we? That's right. We, what did we talk about? You Remember? know, to, to offer ourselves as a living sacrifices. Yeah, Romans yeah. 12, uh, 1 that we offer ourselves. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable Amen. to God, which is your reasonable service. So you see, today, I mean, we had a debt we could not pay. Mm -hmm. But Jesus came and he paid that debt. Wow. Jesus came. I remember a story when I was in Romania, I told the people, and there was the old Russian Tsar, Nicholas, and there was a, um, a soldier, and he had been taking money for gambling, and he promised to pay it back to the, to the army. He had taken it, you know, he's going to pay it back. He promised himself to pay it back. <laughs> but the money hadn't come back. And he heard that they were coming to do book, check the books. And he couldn't sleep that night. He was so, he knew he'd be caught the next day. Well, anyway, Nikolai used to uh, like to go among the soldiers, and he was riding his horse through the camp and he saw a light on in the tent. So he thought to talk to the soldier. He went in and the soldier was, was asleep. And in, on his, on, under his hand was this paper with the amount of money and said, so large a debt, who can repay? Mm. And underneath it, he wrote, Nikolai can pay. <laughs> The man woke up in the morning. He couldn't believe it. Nikolai, was Nikolai here? And he was so embarrassed. And he went out and a messenger came with bag and Nikolai paid his debt. Uh, what a story. Imagine how great he felt at that debt, but also embarrassed that the Correct. great Tsar had done it. But Jesus paid our debt. He paid it for us. We were slaves to sin, but then he came and he says, now I've set you free. What do you want to do? He's told the world today, you've been set free. You can be set free if all you do is let your ear be pierced. Come to me, and I will make you my disciple. Mm. Amen. 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 And that's exactly what 
Jesus is doing and is giving us the choice if we will uh, accept what he has done and what he's offering us, right? So we have the choice. Now to be a personal decision. Yep. Nobody could force this man to be a slave. Nobody could force him. The judges couldn't. The owner couldn't. But he had to choose it, the Bible says. It says in verse 5, if the servant plainly says. Mm -hmm. He had to make it. And then secondly, what he had to do is he declared his love. If the servant plainly says, here's the I reason. I love. Yes, I love, love my, my master. master. You know, the reason we serve God it's not just because uh, we want an eternity that's secure. We serve him because we love him. We, Of course, we love to be with him in eternity. But the more you know God, the more you understand what he's done, we become love slaves. We serve him because we love him. And we cho choose to be his. And God wants us to make a choice. You know... Um, we used to have your shotgun wedding. Yes, that's right. The oh, yes, we do. <laughs> well, God doesn't want a shotgun wedding yes. where he takes his bride and says, I'm forcing you to be my bride. He wants no, a, you choose to be yeah, his bride. Yeah, he wants a bride who would voluntarily. And, and the Bible says those that are in Christ, we are his bride. Well, anyway, we have to move on. That's a, we could spend that's a, a lot great of time picture. So God wants it flowing from our heart. We want to say, I love my master, pierce my ear. Mm. I love him. I don't ever want to be apart from him. If this is slavery, then let me be chained to him forever. Because I'm, you know, his burdens are light. He is our master, but he is the master of love. And he's concerned for us and loves us. Mark me. Oh, and the reason we do it is because of 1 John 4.19. We love him. Why? Because he first loved us. Wow. And then he discovered his source. He says, I love my master, my wife, my children. The slave recognized that all the blessings he had had come from his master's hand. And he was blessed. Oh, it, it's amazing. Because yeah, what happens is, is the master had given him everything he needed. The clothes, the food, the trust, the dignity, all came from the master's hand. What has God done for you? Mm. What's he done for you, John? Oh, my goodness. Do we have uh, all night to share about this all day? I mean, God has done tremendously a lot of a lot in my life. First, he gave me assurance that he will always love me and that his plans for me are good. Oh, I love that verse in Jeremiah 29, 11, where it says that my plans for you are good. You know, he's a good father. He has done so many things. He's filled my life with riches with confidence, with uh, with victory, and, you know, with so many things, Pastor Jim. You know, uh, I cannot name it. That's why we love him. Now, what would he do to seal the deal? Verse 6, and he also would bring him to the door, the doorpost, and his master shall pierce his ear with an awl. Here is a symbol of obedience. It's a listening part. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't... A commitment that he could just oh two weeks later say I'm gone no that that was a mark he committed himself completely it was a strong commitment he's saying I'm your servant and speak your word and I will obey and you need to understand also why did they do it on the doorpost and by the door because the Middle Eastern that was a very special part uh, place a very special place 
And what happened is, is when they took that all and they put it through his ear, for that those seconds when it went through and stuck, probably stuck into the mm-hmm. wall, he was literally pinned to his master's house. He was attached. How many know this symbolizes that we are permanent bond? You and I are permanently attached to the house of God forever and ever. We're attached to him. We're part of his house. And in his house, there's provision, there's love, mm-hmm. there is acknowledgement of safety and daughtership. Uh, we literally been attached to the Father's house. And what they would normally do then is they would put an earring in it. So people could see from afar uh, that this, oh, he's a love slave. Mm-hmm. I hope that's what people can see in you, that uh, that you're a love slave of Christ. And what's our earring? It's the love. It's the compassion. It's the heart of God. Now, Joy, did you ever get your ears pierced? Oh, there was one, po- one point in my life where I had three ear piercing on each ear. Well, what'd your mama say about that? Oh, oh boy. I, I, <laughs> he, she probably didn't know, you know. But that was purely vain, you know. This is just vain. But but this is an absolutely different kind of, of piercing we're talking about. Yes, it's a sense of belonging. Now, what happens is, is your ears, don't, you can't see those right now hardly. Yep, the they close up. In. Well, that's why they put an earring in. Don't say that never closes up. That relationship will always be. Oh, I love that. Uh, anyway, I'm going to try to wrap this up a little bit. Because what about you this morning who's listening? Have you made a choice for him? Have you decided that you don't want to be in bondage? Have you decided that, that you know, you have a debt you could not pay? We had a debt we could not pay. And he paid a debt he did not owe. That's right. Isn't that amazing? Mm. And he came and he died for us. So what do we do? We respond, like like we said in Romans 12, we respond by offering our life and worship to him. Uh, you know, Bob Dylan, of all people, wrote a song. And the words are so simple, they fit into this. He said, you got to serve somebody. It may be the devil or it may be the Lord. But you're going to have to serve somebody. <laughs> mm. And you do. You may be listening and say, I don't want to serve God. I'm getting along pretty good. Are you really? Mm-hmm. You know, the only true way to freedom is through Jesus. He said, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Mm-hmm. Now, Satan wants to lead you into slavery. Slavery into sin and discouragement and depression and fear and there's so many words. But the Lord offers to give you his peace, give you his life. I kind of want to bring down the words of Bill Bright. You know Bill Bright? Yes, I do. Uh, Campus Crusade for Christ. That's right. Yes. Great work. And he wrote this, which sums up everything we've said. He said, my life's message is to be a slave of Jesus. And all that involves, and all that involves, love your master, trust your master, obey your master. Obviously, I'm a son of God, heir of God, joint heir with Christ. And if he was described as a slave, Paul and Peter and the other apostles were slaves. This to me is the highest privilege anyone could know. I evaluate everything I do in the light of what he wants me to do. I try to relate every move, every day, in light 
of how I can help fulfill his great commission and fulfill his commandments. Wow, that's powerful. I love that. Oh, so good. Yeah, especially that part where he says, I evaluate everything I do in light of what he wants me to do. So it's like submitting my will to his will. Well, Joy, you're a worship leader. And sometimes in our church, we always try to sing a hymn or two because <laughs> they're often forgotten. That's right. And there's an old hymn that says everything we said, put it together so good. I couldn't have done better myself, yeah. but I can't write hymns. But I mean, the, the phrasing mm -hmm. and the points and and it was called Pierce My Ear. And I don't know if you've sung it in the Philippines. I, I, I don't know this song. Yeah, it's a hymn. And I want you to read, listen as we, we close this. Pierce my ear, O Lord my God. Take me to your door this day. I will serve no other God. Lord, I'm here to stay. For you have paid the price for me. With your blood, you've ransomed me. I will serve you eternally. A free man. I'll never be. Hmm. What words? Let me read it again yes, before you please. pray, Joy. Because uh, this was so good. He brings up all these points. Like this is not just a, 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 a easy decision. It's a, it's a decision forever. Not just for now. I, I decide to be his slave forever. His son forever. His Amen. daughter. Pierce my ear, O Lord my God. Take me to your door this day. I will serve no other God. Lord, I am here to stay. For you have paid the price for me. With your blood, you've ransomed me. I will serve you eternally. A free man I'll never be. Mm. Joy, can you close in prayer? Yes, let's, 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 let's just agree and unite our hearts in prayer. Father, we just thank you for just uh, reminding us once again of your amazing love for us. Your love that drove and, and that drove you to the cross uh, so that we, Lord God, as your people can live a life that is victorious and not encumbered by the weight of sin and slavery. And Father, help us to make a decision today. Today, God, that today is the day of our salvation. Today is the day where we will decide in our heart to obey you, to submit our will to you. And Father, we thank you for that you are our lover, that Lord help us to be your love slave, God, to respond once again in that same manner that you've loved us, that we will love you back and never stray from you ever again. Father, we thank you that Lord, you will make yourself more real to every single person that has joined us today and will be listening to this message. And that Lord, they will make the decision that they will just uh, give their hearts to you completely and obey you lord this is our prayer in jesus name thank you joy now those who want more information or there's other podcasts and where would they go yeah you can check our website it's www.growingingodsword.com we also have a facebook page you could also join us there or reach out to us there which is growing growing in god's word yeah well thank you until next time god bless you and be encouraged through god's word Father, come and fill me up, let your Spirit come. Rain down in my life, flood me with your love. I claim on earth 
what's coming from heaven to be here any day. Oh, I can taste his promise that is coming my way.